Hey you, listening to this podcast right now. Do you ever think, man, there are so many kick-ass market research podcasts. I wish there was some sort of an award for them so I could go and vote for my favorite. Well, you're in luck. The Market Research Podcast Award is back. Vote for your favorite podcast in the insights industry and bestow upon them the title of MR Podcast of the Year. Nominations are now closed and voting is open. Vote for your absolute favorite market research podcast at littlebirdmarketing.com slash MR hyphen podcast hyphen award. Voting closes August 31st, 2021, and the winner will be announced in October at Greenbook's IIEX North America. Hello and welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. I'm Priscilla McKinney and I'm so happy you joined me today. I know that everybody is sick and tired of hearing about pivoting and changing and our world has changed and it's unprecedented times and Ashley and I like to joke around a lot about all of these things that we're all sick and tired of hearing. But the question really today is about, is it time for your company to pivot your marketing message in some way? And we get a lot of people who have come to the realization that this is what is needed, but they do not know where to start. So today, what I want to do is take some things back to the beginning and talk to you about some things that you should include in your annual marketing plan. And as this comes up, we're not at the end of the year, but let me tell you, the whole idea of planning for the next year, it's a little bit passe, right? Um, Sometimes we need to think about planning for certain stages in our business. And so if you are ready to take a marketing plan and really formalize it for your group, it's a good time to really think about what are the requirements in this annual marketing plan? Really, this marketing plan should be a roadmap to help you organize, to execute, and actually to track your annual marketing strategy. It really ensures your goals are aligned um, with your values, they're aligned with your revenue picture, they're aligned even with the efforts of your employees, and that it's actually delivering the desired results. Let's talk a little bit about how we can actually write an annual marketing plan that we might even stick to. (laughs) Before I do that, I just want to tell you that if you're struggling, you're not alone. About 50% of marketers, according to HubSpot, confess that they do not have a clearly defined marketing plan. That is really, really scary. But I focus in the B2B market, and the fact is that only 37% of B2B marketers have a documented content marketing strategy that they're actually following. So let's just get rid of all the bad feelings, and let's just move on to what we can actually do. So I want to start with something very basic, but sometimes it gets a little bit overlooked. The first thing you need to do is define your SMART goals. Now, I don't need to insult your intelligence. You know that SMART goals are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. There's no sense in writing these kind of lofty ideas, whether they're short-term or they're long-term goals, without really understanding what is this going to look like if I actually win. And defining that win is super important to increasing the likelihood of sustaining success. So don't forget to get specific. You want a short, crisp statement about what it is you're trying to accomplish. M for measurable, you just can't be vague. I don't want to increase my social media following. (laughs) No, no, no. 
I don't want to get more leads. <laughs> no, I want to know how many do I need within a specific time? A is attainable. We'd love to send you off with the message like, hey, dream big, kid. Just don't, you know, don't hold yourself back. But sometimes you need to think about what it is that you can do in terms of capacity and also what the capacity of your team is before you start putting goals there that really are going to only undo the sense of energy and rallying cry for the goals. Teams are getting smaller, but you still have to get your research in field. If only you could partner with a global expert to be an extension of your team without the extra overhead. Look no further. Gazelle Global provides the ad hoc services you need when you need them. Visit gazelleglobal.com to learn more about how we can handle global sampling, field management, data collection, and more. Our team is ready to lend our expertise to complete projects to your specification. Visit gazelleglobal.com today. is relevant, obviously, you need to ask yourself at the end of writing this big hurrah, does this goal really matter? Or was I writing it down to write it down? Right? We know that so many industries took a big hit this year. And uh, it's even possible that your marketing budget was drastically cut. But those factors shouldn't impact the goals you set. What you need to do is think, what is relevant right now for me? What is, uh, what can I do with any constraints I might have? And one thing that I really um, am worried about is that a lot of times in a crisis, marketing seems to be the first thing to be the most drastically cut. And that is really antithetical to revenue generation, right? But I want to remind people that even if they had to tighten their belts, there's a lot of marketing efforts that can be done that don't cost money that you need to think about what would be relevant for us to do so that we can reach our objectives. The T in SMART goals is time bound. And even if you have all of the other things them <laughs> listed out as specific, measurable, attainable, and relevant, uh, you still need to ensure that there's a deadline for meeting that goal. So we are not at the end of the year right now, but you need to think about what is the next logical checkpoint for me. And I would also urge you not to make those checkpoints the same obvious ones like end of the year, because things are very busy at those times of the year. And so think very strategically about when you will truly have time to check in on this goal and do it frequently. The second thing I think is super important in writing an annual marketing plan is really defining your most ideal client. And I know everybody who listens to this podcast might be sick and tired of me here saying it, but the number of content pieces you write without your persona in mind should be zero. <laughs> Do the work of really listing out who is it that you serve and who do you serve well? It's about an exercise where you can write out this semi-fictional character and base it on detailed research of your actual customers. So think about some of your customers that you've served and served well over the years and maybe take a little time to sit down and, you know, offer them a cup of coffee and, and hear from them why they actually work with you. This will give you insight about how you need to continue to move your message, products, and services around this most ideal client. The ideal client is someone who pays you to do good work and allows you to even expand on that good work. It's stuff that is meaningful to you. And so you really need to do that buyer persona work. The next thing <laughs> that is so important to me is organization, organization, organization. 
a content plan is just a lofty strategy without execution, right? So a content plan really starts helping you understand what are the different buckets that I need to do? What are the different pieces of the content plan that will actually help me reach my goals? And you can't just say, oh, I'm going to write blogs, right? That's it. Or I'm going to go on podcasts. Or, those are very, very generic. But what you need to do is bring a content plan that comes all the way back to the beginning. And for me, a strong beginning is looking at a strong keyword strategy. So I hate the <laughs> acronym SEO. It gets tossed around like a buzzword in the marketing industry. But search engine optimization is important. It's relevant in our day and age where all we do is pick up a phone and start using our thumbs. It's really important that we improve the organic search and how we can be found by people who we don't know and who don't know us yet, right? We need to think about how we increase the visibility of our websites to users. And that is the short version of search engine optimization. So the goal of a solid content strategy is to really establish your authority around a certain set of keywords. So before you ever think about, oh, I'm going to write a blog or I'm going to send emails or whatever lead man, I don't care what it is you're thinking about doing, you need to be asking yourself, what are the strong keywords that I need to be thinking about so that I can actually be found by people who are needing my services and needing my expertise? So once you have those keywords, yeah, let's think about some things like how do you create lead nurturing emails? Maybe how do you create a long content of what we would call a pillar page that really explains your authority and your expertise on a particular topic? Maybe you want to do some kind of a lead magnet that might be original research. That would be great if you had something that you weren't referring to someone else, but you really had your own piece of research and people came to you as the authority. That's really a, a getter when it comes to search engine optimization and keyword experience. So the idea here is to think about how your keywords, how people really can understand who you are and what you do, and to not go down these crazy rabbit holes of, oh, also a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and a little bit. No, no, no. Google needs to understand the bulk of what you do. Where's your expertise? Let's build your authority around those specific topics. Later on, you can expand, but you need to come home. You need to have a home base. The next thing I like to think about when I am developing a marketing, an annual marketing plan for a client is to think about their competitors and really think about maybe some, well, I would call it maybe white space out there. Where's some opportunity where we could get in that other people haven't thought to actually live? So a for example of that is if you think about the web as really real estate, right? Um, there's so much space out there and everybody seems to be camped out in certain places, certain phrases. And in your industry, I know you can think about the certain buzzwords where everybody's camped out, everybody's talking about it. But there is there a way that you could go look through your competitors and look for something that we refer to as a content gap analysis? Where is there a content gap? Where is there a place where people aren't talking about something that you do very well, but maybe it's not quite as popular or as trending um, as the other places? And that means that people aren't necessarily camping out on that keyword or on that topic. And that kind of a competitor analysis and content gap analysis can really help you sometimes to be able to establish an authority in a place where it's not so hard. Maybe it's not so noisy, right? So I do suggest looking at your top five competitors. And I think you could even just do something very informal. 
and just take a look, find out, are they actually publishing things on a regular basis? Who's their leadership team? Do they have any kind of thought leadership going on? What's their presence on LinkedIn if you're B2B? What's their presence on Facebook if you're B2C? Try and decipher if you can see what their marketing strategy is. Do they have a very clear message? Take a look at their homepage. Are they bringing you down into a very um, uh, easily uh, easily understood uh, uh, understanding of who they are and what they provide? You also want to see what social channels they're active on and, and take a look at how many followers they have. Are they engaging? Do you, does it look like they're actually listing, uh, you know, listening to their, uh, their followers? There's just a lot of interesting things you can learn if you actually go look. <laughs> and I know it might seem a little bit informal, and certainly you can have a company like ours do something very formal, but I think people, even if they're not willing to spend that kind of money to really do something very formalized, there's no reason why you shouldn't go look yourself. That content gap analysis can really get very technical. Um, and the reality is that there are some keywords that are probably going to be out of your reach. <laughs> um, like, for example, content marketing. I'm probably never going to own content marketing. That's way too big of, a, of an ask for a small company. But you need to find some other gaps that where you can make a difference and where your expertise and your authority can shine. So the last thing I want to talk about when we're thinking about an annual marketing plan and, and really setting ourselves up for success is getting a clear definition of what marketing metrics you're going to use, right? When people come to me and they start talking right at the beginning from KPIs and marketing metrics, I think, whoa, 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 we haven't, no, 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 that's the very last thing. We got to go back to the beginning. What's the strategy? What are we trying to do? Let's get those SMART goals. But once you finish all those things, then yes, you need to decide what are those numbers? And think about it when you went to the very step one and you created the SMART goals. Okay, how am I going to know exactly when I am successful? Of course, if you're using content management systems and marketing automation software, tracking KPIs is easy. But if you define very clearly what it is you're looking for, you can look at your tech stack, even if it's not very sophisticated, and create some kind of a very simple one-pager of notes to keep you on track and taking a look at what measurements make sense to you. I hope this has been helpful as you think about, you know, what it is we're going to have to deal with in 2022. I'm sure you've probably pivoted this year. And I'm telling you in business, it's not only about global pandemics, you're always going to have to pivot. But you do need to have a set marketing plan so that you know how you can actually succeed. And you know when you did succeed. So as always, we're here with any of your questions, and we're happy to answer them. We'd love to talk with you about our source system. You can schedule appointment and go check it out. Or you can also look at our website for resources. There's all kinds of pieces like the SMART goals or the personas that I talked about or why people are ignoring your email. I have so many free resources out there. So go take a look at it, littlebirdmarketing.com forward slash resources. You can put some of those things together and come up with a solid annual marketing plan that really makes a difference and moves the needle for you. I hope you've enjoyed this quick little podcast and I hope it's inspired you. So have a great day and... Happy marketing.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.